0: in capital a and capital O, no reason that anyone under 65 should be able to say, I'm afraid to go vote. Have they been to a grocery store? Have they been to Walmart? Have they been to Lowe's? Have they been to Home Depot? Have they been anywhere? Have they been afraid to go out of their house? Yeah. No, this is a scam by the Democrats to steal the election.
1: Look, far be it from me to challenge the wisdom of a well-read guy whose bookshelf is only half occupied by footballs. But going to the grocery store doesn't mean people aren't afraid. It means they need to eat at a certain point, hunger outweighs fear, which is also, incidentally, the official slogan of Taco. Oh! Oh,
2: the Taco Bell, oh, I failed you. Oh, oh what? Oh, I was going to land so oh, punchline was
1: edited
0: out.
1: Hunger <laughs> over fear, which is the uh, slogan of Taco Bell. I'm so <laughs> which upset. Which is a pretty That's good, a good joke. joke. Yeah, it's a great, good joke. and I failed everything. am going to. Is it your fault or is it that stupid?
2: No, computer? this was me. This was all me. This is all How did self. That come on, Sean. I don't know. <laughs> what have
1: you done? <laughs> What have you done? Fight so, the real enemy, see, Sean. See, <laughs> you, you see, you thought that was a political
0: story you might not agree with. No, it was just an attempt to take a swing at Taco Bell. That's really all no, it
2: was. I'm so upset. Oh,
0: and his comment on the half-year shelf is covered with football. Yes. There's an interesting article over the weekend about what's on people's shelves behind them. And there's one particular book. That somebody noticed is showing up on all kinds of people's shelves, particularly in the New York area. Uh, Robert Caro, who wrote all the LBJ books that I'm, that I've talked too much about, his first book he ever wrote that he won a Pulitzer Prize for was about this guy named Robert Moses, who had a tremendous amount of power in New York. And he's one of the most powerful people in, in American history in a city. And it's all about how you can wield power um as a politician in a city and it's supposed to be a great book i've never read it's like two thousand pages long but for some reason people is particularly in the new york area or in the just in that whole dc new york you know they all know each other and are all on the same shows they've all decided you got to have that book on your shelf Hmm. and and there was a uh, an article showing all the different people, all kinds of journalists and politicians you've heard of that have that book on their shelf over their shoulder, which I just find hilarious Yeah, that they got this 2000 page book. I guarantee you they never read <laughs> that they they put on the shelf behind them to be in solidarity with, with all the other people that have read the same book. That's that's funny.
1: I have long advocated a limit of 85 pages on books. Anything you can't say in 85 pages doesn't need to be said, or you can put out a sequel next year. If people want to read it, they will. Right. 85 uh, is plenty.
0: Yeah, certainly. Um, 85 pages is a lot. Oh, yeah. And you could have a, if you want 1,000 more pages of
1: this, click here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't, do you? No, you don't. <laughs> I've read things that have communicated more truth and insight and wisdom than I could handle in a few pages. How, how much more educated would
0: everybody be if all these great nonfiction books were, uh, there was an 85
1: page version? I'd know so much more about so many more things. I just, is it that the intellectual types who crank out some of these books, they, they won't be taken seriously if it's shortish?
0: I think it's an, it must be an economic thing somehow, although, I would think you'd sell more 85-page books.
1: I think to be taken seriously as an intellectual, you have to crank out a big, thick book. I don't know.
0: Um,
1: This story is
0: kind of interesting. Antibody tests point to a lower death rate for the coronavirus than first thought. That's from the knock-me-over-with-a-feather department. Yeah, I was going to say, I think we know that, don't we? Mounting evidence suggests the coronavirus is more common and less deadly than it first appeared. The evidence comes from tests that detect antibodies in a person's blood. The tests are finding large numbers of people in the U.S. who were infected but never became seriously ill. And when these mild infections are included in statistics, the virus appears to be less dangerous. Is this
1: from the Department of, uh, we've known this for quite a long time, but the left-leaning journalism world is finally admitting it?
0: Or they just hadn't nailed it down to this extent. It's a John Hopkins uh, study that they came out with the results of. The current best estimates for the infection fatality risk are between 0.5% and 1%, in contrast with the death rates of 5% or more uh, that they were going with early on. So, um you know, this is not surprising to anybody. I had a conversation with uh, a dude yesterday who I would have a kind of assumed leaned toward the, you know, masks, shut down things. This is a horror crowd, and he was... <laughs> I hadn't seen him in a long time, and he was like, "This is just crazy. They got to end this yesterday. This oh, really? is I've had it with this. Mm. I think they. I think we all had it a long time ago." Blah blah blah. Ugh. There's way more of us, that crowd, I think, than uh, than gets attention.
1: Yeah, well, maybe there's a new poll out, and the results will shock you. Give them to you in just a second after a quick word from our friends at Simply Safe, the best overall home security system of 2020. This is the home security system you've always wanted with the doorbell sensors and the scanners and the motion detectors and all so you can go on vacation with confidence or sleep well at night. But it doesn't have the expensive install and it doesn't have the long contract locking you in.
0: Yeah. And well, there's a lot of mayhem going on. Why wouldn't you want a security system for your home? Especially when you can get the best one and you can afford it like Simply Safe. You put it in yourself. No technician or salesperson has to come to your house. You hook it up yourself. It's about 50 cents a day. You're not locked into a contract. By the way, free shipping and a 60 day money back guarantee. Why wouldn't you try Simply Safe?
1: Yep. You're going to like it. The install is so easy. It seriously is. Even if you don't know which way to turn a screwdriver, you can handle this. Go to simplysafe.com slash Armstrong for that free shipping and 60 day money back guarantee. Simply is S I M P L I. Mm. Simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. So they know we sent you simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. So listen, I have a number of quibbles with this poll as I often do. Joe likes to quibble with polls. It's uh, all of them. Okay. 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 This is a story from the Washington Post, which um, is uh, written and published in Washington, Mm. D.C., inside the Beltway. And the article about this new poll and its uh, results uh, features a big uh, four-color picture, as we used to say, of uh, Brooklyn, New York. So keep in mind, Washington paper. Taking a good look at Brooklyn, the headline is despite widespread economic toll, most Americans still favor controlling outbreak over restarting the economy, says the Washington Post-ABC News poll. Uh, Quibble number one, that's a stupid thing to ask. Which do you think is more important? I mean, if somebody asked you, which do you think is more important, not dying in a fire or not starving to death? You'd probably say, well, not dying in a fire. That doesn't mean you're okay with starving to death. Both would be a weird poll. Both. both well,
0: who's asking this question? Are in, what are you going to do with the results?
1: <laughs> don't worry about it. Maybe it it's the uh, Torquemada. I don't know. It's the Spanish Inquisition. Um, So they asked that silly question. Nearly 6 in 10 Americans say the coronavirus outbreak has exacted a severe economic toll on their communities. Not, not even 6 in 10? Unbelievable. In the starkest split, 57% of Americans overall... And 81% of Democrats say trying to control the spread of the coronavirus is most important right now, even if it hurts the economy. A far smaller 27% of Republicans agree, while 66% of them say restarting the economy is more important, even if it hurts efforts to control the virus. Nearly 6 in 10 independents say their priority is trying to control the virus's spread. Where was it? it
0: was New York, I think I saw the, uh, the pictures of you. you had police in one part of town who were uh, making sure people could protest and uh, watching windows get smashed. In another part of town, they were still patrolling to make sure your business wasn't open.
1: So smashing businesses, okay. Conducting businesses, not okay. Oh, brave and brilliant political leaders, do you see our problem with that? You're letting the protesters run wild in the streets with impunity, but somebody tries to open up their hair salon, you threaten them. Or send child protective services to their door in the famous well, case of the the uh, salon in Oregon?
0: Well, I get, I get for instance, um, and I understand this is not an easy decision, but y- you have to at least tip your hat to how difficult a situation this is. So Beverly Hills, Santa Monica, curfew at one. Okay, well, that means nobody can come out and come to your store even if you are open. Right. Most of these places you aren't allowed to be open. And even if you are allowed to be open, nobody can come to your store. So once again you're you're, you're 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 making a rule that devastates businesses.
1: Mhm. Yeah. So getting back to this poll though, what makes me crazy conflict is interesting. I get that. You know, if uh, nobody ever says, uh, you know how they'll yell fight, fight, you know, whether in a schoolyard or whatever and you look over, wow, guys are fighting. Nobody ever says, uh, quiet conversation. Look at those two two people chatting. Because it's not terribly exciting or interesting. But what, if you break down this poll, if you look at it as, as a human being and not, you know, just a a dopey, dopey journalist or somebody trying to start a fight is you've got a pretty solid percentage of Democrats who I guarantee are saying, yeah, yeah, we got to help the economy out. We got to get things going, but, but, you know, we got to be super careful about the coronavirus. Over on the other side of the aisle, they're saying, listen, with all due respect to the coronavirus, because, you know, it's killing people and all, and we got to be cool, we really need to start the economy up. So you have a group of people who's somewhat over here, and the other people somewhat over there, but they both agree they're both a priority. They just see the weighting a little different. We can work that out. We can come up with policies that serve both ends. The idea that there's a stark split I don't know. I don't don't really think so, especially when you consider the fact that a huge number of of the Democrats are in urban environments, and they have more to fear. Huge number of Republican respondents are saying, we don't have any cases in, never mind deaths, we don't have any cases in my county. So that stark split, of course there's a stark split, I just get tired of it, that it, can sane people just get together and talk about issues and, and, and try to come up with a solution? Not if somebody's chunking uh, bricks at your head. Yeah, amen to that. So, bricks uh, recently delivered on a pallet to yeah, several cities. I
0: wanted to talk about that. So have you heard about the pallets of bricks? Have you have you seen the video of the guy who was breaking off chunks of the sidewalk? Have you uh, did, did you hear us talking the other day about the, the guys in all black or women? I don't know. You couldn't tell. With hammers smashing out windows. Yeah, that's interesting. If you know anything about it, text us. We're going to talk about that coming up. Our text line is 415 295 KFTC.
1: Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. President and Attorney General, uh, Barr, want to know uh, what the FBI has been doing to surveil, to disrupt, to take down Antifa, to prosecute them. Uh, This isn't the first time they're out there and they're using military-style tactics and traveling around the country to take advantage of these situations and burn down our cities. And and that can't be tolerated. Uh, Wait a
0: second, was that? Wait
1: a second.
0: 31?
1: Was that 31? Yeah, that was was the first of the two from Robert O'Brien. How about the other one? We stand with the protesters. It's the violent Antifa uh, radical militants that are coming out under cover of night, traveling across state lines, uh, using military-style tactics to burn down our cities. And they're especially targeting the most vulnerable parts of our cities.
0: Um, uh, so I actually thought I wanted to mention, um, that's Robert O'Brien, advisor to the president. He was on, uh, I think ABC this week yesterday saying that uh, the other three officers need to be charged immediately. Why are they out and about? And, uh, I know the FBI was going to get involved in that, but so he was talking about Antifa or whoever else it is. We don't know exactly what's going on here. I hope somebody figures it out. So you had pallets of bricks being delivered in various cities, mm-hmm. more than one.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, I saw at least... At least three, I think four separate videos of just randomly piles of bricks being in the street. One of them was uh, approached by a group of your your typical Antifa, all in black people, and they're oh look, the bricks are here, right? <laughs> so they they picked them up and then they started walking away with them. I so the other videos I saw were other protesters kind of looking and filming at it, saying what what is going on here, and trying to stop people from from doing it, right? It. It's 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 strange, man. There there is something else going on.
0: Here. There's the video of a, a a white guy breaking off chunks of cement on the sidewalk with a hammer, and some uh, uh, regular protesters who are just actually trying to you know change policing, grab him and take him to the police, delivered Stop him to the police. Stop the hammering. Which I really like. And yeah. this one, and somebody tweeted, this is a really complicated story. Uh, black protesters caught two white protesters tagging Starbucks and uh, turned them in. Uh, uh, highly educated white liberals might be the most dangerous thing in America.
1: I would agree. <laughs> They're um, certainly among the uh, the highest echelon.
0: But you had these black protesters who grabbed these white protesters, protesters, I'm using my finger quotes, who were uh, spray painting a Starbucks because they were thinking, this is not helping our situation here. No. You morons.
1: No, uh, one gal I saw writing an article about the protest in D.C. Was it D.C.? I get the cities right. There's so much insanity going on everywhere. I'm sorry, it was Nashville um, reported that every brick I saw thrown, without exception, was thrown by white people. There is such a stark divide between the righteously aggrieved who want to talk about policing and race and the rest of it and and the, the smashers and thieves and, and looters. Those are different groups of people. And to the extent that they overlap, the more righteous protesters are pissed off. They don't want those people. So law enforcement, you need to recognize that difference. When the looting starts, I'm not going to say what the president said, but you need to crack down hard. And you protesters, a lot of you are strongly disavowing the violent types and the church burners. You got to do that loud and clear because they are they are so screwing you and your cause. Because they're painting you with their, their just utterly unacceptable behavior.
0: Some of that, uh, the white people spray painting the Starbucks and the black protesters saying, hey, what are you doing, is like the uh, when they did the polls about Biden picking a vice presidential running mate. Highly educated white liberals very upset if it's not a black person. Yeah. Black people are like, well, I don't care. <laughs> just pick
1: somebody good.
0: Yeah, it doesn't matter to me. Yeah. Um, I'm I just want
1: to. Me- white folk are ready to,
0: right? I just want It's never it's been more true. going to make my life better. So the, the, the pallets of bricks, the people in all black smashing the windows. Who are these people? And then Marco Rubio tweeted over the weekend uh, very heavy social media activity and counter reactions from social media accounts linked to at least three foreign adversaries. Who's that? I assume China, Russia, and Iran, probably. Else. yeah, And certainly, Russia again. And Russia again, but certainly China and Russia. So, I don't know, is is China ordering up bricks? Or is Antifa ordering up bricks? Or are they working together?
1: I have no idea. It would almost be fun to be a, a foreign agitator like that. You don't have to sneak into the CIA and and, and take a a miniature camera picture, your button is a camera, and smuggles out and somebody in a park after midnight, blah, blah, blah. No, you just have to look around and say, let's see, what's pissing off Americans these days? What can we do? Oh, there's going to be a protest? Let's order a pallet of bricks and have it delivered to the middle of the city during the protest. What company is accepting... Brick pallet right. deliveries yeah, exactly. to random
0: downtown, not sure. even addresses. Sure. They're just dropped on the street. Sure, sure. We'll, we'll deliver an order of
1: bricks to the corner of Fifth and Third in the middle of a riot. I was wondering that very thing, and and it makes me wonder whether somebody has a stock of them for that specific purpose. Wow. That it's it's a card you play now.
0: Wow, and you have like trucks that in pallet. Wow, they're ready to go. That's amazing.
1: Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
0: A journalist tweeting, really starting to regret wishing we had something besides the damn virus to write about.
1: Yeah, Yeah, I'll bet. And then this tweet, people write about the rocket ship. That was exciting. Yeah, I way to it. go elon spacex fabulous i'm I exciting it. Sort scary
0: of, sort of thing my kids might have uh remembered for the rest of their lives Yeah,
1: i feel so bad i, I remember when i was a little kid
0: up. and i watched the space now nah, i forgot about it yeah i missed it and i ain't the same to go back and watch it on video because all the drama is gone
1: right right it's
0: the same reason watching the end of a game you know how it turns out it's not the
1: same right it was i was surprised how nervous i was watching that thing blast off and everything with those two fellows on board and you know i've seen all the space disasters through the years and um it was a great moment for america it really was in a lot of different ways we hadn't sent anybody into space on our own soil in 10 years is brand new technology super exciting technology it's it's public private partnerships working the way they should it's nasa reinvigorated exploring the stars it was just really good for the country but it kind of got eclipsed by the crap
0: Yeah, what do you think about the president and vice president being there
1: in the midst of a nation on fire? They got an airplane. They'll fly back to the nation on fire. Joe is dismissive. Yes.
0: Uh, Reading this tweet, people keep saying we now face two crises or twin crises, but we're already facing two, the economic implosion and the pandemic. So now we have three, pandemic unrest and economic catastrophe, and sadly all three contribute to each other. Which is really pretty interesting. Usually when you have several going on, they're not this intertwined. This article from the New York Times, I mean, obviously it's pretty easy to see how smashing businesses adds to the already difficult economic situation. That one I'm tracking with. The pandemic one, though, uh, from the New York Times. Public health experts are worried that these mass protests could lead to a surge in coronavirus cases. Not only do you have a whole bunch of people next to each other, not socially distancing, a lot of people not wearing masks, as you probably saw, police police using tear gas and pepper spray causes people to tear up and cough. Oh, right. Which increases the risk of transmission. Right, and sneeze and blubber and
1: spit and the rest of it. So they're all three intertwined in that way. That's
0: really interesting.
1: Tell you what. Um, This is Old Testament stuff going on, huh?
0: Of the many angles going on, I'd say right now what I'm most interested in is trying to figure out what is behind the pallets of bricks showing up, the people smashing out windows and they're all covered in black and then they just disappear. There's there's something there's something happening there.
1: It's insidious
0: too. And there's all kinds of conspiracies out there. But here's a here's the audio, and this is a pretty interesting video. You said you got a bunch of these videos on your Twitter feed. Uh yeah, yeah. What is your Twitter? For
2: uh, at positive Sean.
0: Are you Ben Shapiro?
2: No, I'm not. You're I'm not. not. I have uh, much fewer, many at, fewer followers. You're
0: at positive Sean. At positive Sean.
2: The branding you, is strong.
0: But you got a lot of these bricks showing up and all this sort of different sort of stuff.
2: Uh, right? Yeah, I got a couple brick things. I have a lot of protesters lining up in front of businesses trying to talk people out of looting and breaking windows and
0: and you know doing the the human arm-in-arm chains and that's just amazing absolutely amazing but anyway this particular one you got a woman walking down the street a black woman walking down the street some guys pull up in a car an attempt to hand her a brick.
1: I'm guessing they're white guys. Yes, the car is okay. white guys.
2: She is with a, a group of uh, some of her uh, other black guys as well. They hand them the brick. She grabs the brick from her friends and hands it back to the people in the car, which is where this interaction picks
1: up.
0: Me. No. Bitch, don't give no group of black men oh, no wait, prick. It's all right, right,
1: do nothing. I right, right. the Why would you send that to them? They're going to get in trouble. You stupid.
0: I don't give a f- about your friends. I'm talking about this white bitch giving a group of black men a prick to throw. Do you know that? Get them killed. You know that. Just having that get them killed. That's idea you have so sensational. Go the to the house everybody's Go to everybody the house and let everybody's glasses off their face. Yeah. That's about. the bullshit. Thank you. What the f- is that? sitting
1: there waiting to give somebody a, you, can
0: hand them a break. No. you know, so while the while the window smashers and opportunists and just thieves are appalling, the scariest thing is this crowd, whoever they are. Cuz they're really trying to sow the seeds of
1: chaos. Oh, yeah, I see what you're saying. They're activist uh, start a war people.
0: Thieves have been around forever and we, you know, we come up with ways to stop them. But the the organized, I got a pretty decent car, I'm a white guy, I'm driving around town with bricks handing them out. Who the hell are you? It, it, and who's backing you?
2: They seem to be attempting to orchestrate flashpoints of conflict that give more... Out, creating, uh, Putting the kindling there for a fire to erupt... Putting everybody even more into oh, yeah, their that, defensive That's camp. as
0: cynical as you you can get. Because you know the person you gave the brick to might get shot. I don't, and you know the person who has the brick might throw it and kill a cop with it. Mm-hmm. You don't care either way. You just are happy either way.
1: Exactly. But yeah. I mean, that is some pretty cynical S right a- there. Absolutely. And there have been those groups for centuries. You know, your 60s and 70s radicals, they were trying to start a race war. They all said so openly. It's in their mission statement. You know, virtually all of us understand the difference between a protester and a, a violent uh, would-be war starter. You know, I'm I'm shocked. I'm not surprised, but I'm shocked. One of my favorite musicians, one of my favorite bands, is uh, he's an avowed socialist, and he, he would probably admit to being a communist after a couple of cocktails. He's tweeting that... There's a protest bail fund organized for protesters arrested in Portland. And the only people getting arrested in Portland are hardcore, war-starting criminals. There are no protesters getting arrested. Are you kidding? The the cops are using kid gloves all over the place. So the most violent and, and reprehensible folks... There's a, a nice fundraiser going on so you can uh, raise money for their bail. Uh, they've raised, raised $230,000 so far. Yeah, the Portland police tweeted
0: out last night, demonstrators downtown are throwing glass water bottles at police. I don't think they should call them demonstrators, but uh, they're, uh, the Portland police advising that this is now an unlawful assembly. Police will begin efforts to disperse the crowd. So they're making pretty clear distinction among people that were there when they could be there doing what they could do. Right. So, yeah. Oh, and
1: Portland in... is legendarily hands-off of sure. protesters. So
0: donating money to a fund to let out people who are uh, causing mayhem. What the hell are you doing?
1: Well, They're in favor of it. They're, they're hardcore lefties. Uh-huh. You're a nut job
0: if you think you can tear down this society and something better is going to grow up out of it. By having a whole bunch of people uh, murdered and businesses burned down. Oh, right. You're a complete nut job.
1: You know, you're right. That's an excellent point. Usually when you tear up a stable society, things get much worse for a very long time. Maybe permanently. Yeah, see the Arab Spring. The incredibly naive and stupid view that could only be held by intellectuals. That, yes, we start a race war and fight the cops and kill the cops. Then we'll have our utopia. Seriously, they are so deluded, they're borderline mentally ill. Round these people up.
0: You know, that is all very serious stuff, but I was just reminded, luckily, by a texture. We have not played our favorite clip yet, uh, this hour. It's, we believe it may be the clip of the year. I can't
1: even. And to say that on June 1st uh, I is know. bold.
0: I can't even picture what would surpass this as uh, to become the clip of the year. Sounds like from your experience, you see someone actually walking away with a cheesecake there after the Cheesecake Factory was looted. Unclear where they may have gotten that. <laughs> Unless there's a talking donkey or something, there will not be a better clip than that one. We'll play it again just in case you, you thought you heard it wrong. Sounds like from your experience, you see someone actually walking away with a cheesecake there after the Cheesecake Factory was looted. Unclear where they may have gotten that. How did the reporter respond to her? I mean, I realize we're co-workers and I shouldn't pants you in public and I might lose my job. Know, I the think universe
1: I, demands that I you do. I
0: don't think I could have stopped myself from saying, I don't know, genius. Where do you think they got the cheesecake as I stand in front of a looted cheesecake factory? You tell me,
1: I'll give you three guesses. <laughs> Where do you think they got it? The Arco Station. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let me see. The bike shop. <laughs> <laughs> Hardware wow. store? No, I took in a lot of <laughs> news yesterday, and I tell you, uh, the 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 main newscasters for a lot of the networks—if they don't have a teleprompter in front of them—they're going to struggle. But you, when you talk about your Sunday afternoon B team, oh, these poor folks! I mean, they're pretty. They have uh, square jaws and or perky breasts. They're news readers. Their mom and dad are proud of them. The rest of it, but boy, howdy, they cannot—they could not describe. Uh, Anything more complex than a dog urinating on a tree accurately? It was pretty sad to watch them uh, try.
0: God, all this stuff is so bad. If you're a uh, if you're a freedom loving person, uh, th- this is going to give so much more ammunition all across the country for more cameras on more light poles, and you know more surveillance of this and that. It's just uh...
1: yeah, well. Well, there is a large coalition of folks that is encouraging lawlessness in the name of their righteous, uh, you know, goals. And it's unfortunate that, you know, the response is more more enforcement.
0: Well, Antifa was certainly encouraged by uh, San Jose police, Portland police, a lot of different places on the West Coast. When the East Coast wasn't paying attention because it wasn't happening in New York or D.C., Mm-hmm. Uh, and Tifu was getting a lot of encouragement hey we can do this we're allow- apparently we're allowed to beat people down in the streets apparently we can do this
1: yep yep ah, where this all leads nobody
0: knows who's the journalist who's going to figure out who's delivering pallets of bricks
1: i hope somebody's on it matt Taibbi's probably the right guy you know he's a lefty but he's a truth teller i'm not sure if you gave me all day long and a very big budget, I could figure out how to
0: get a pallet of bricks delivered to a street corner.
1: Oh, I'll bet you could.
0: Who's going to say pay list? in advance. Well, it'd have to be an illegal. It'd have to be somebody shady. No company's going to deliver a pallet of bricks on the street.
1: Well, I don't know. You claim it's a construction site. Guy gets there. He's got a pallet of bricks. They're paid for. He's dropping them. In the midst of a riot? Hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Not I don't think that's probably very easy to do you know, head, of the, head of the company, oh business is booming People, yeah. people loving these bricks well, it Must be. I don't know, <laughs> the third little pig I don't know what's going on there uh, Not my question uh, to question why Deliver the bricks and get them on time at Bill's Bricks
1: Coming up, if you like The states that meet, need the most Financial help due to the, the COVID-19 <clears throat> Yes, the usual Suspects are there, but some may surprise you Armstrong
2: The Armstrong
0: and Getty Show. I don't know. I don't know, Michael. I do know. You're hilarious. Know? You like it. You know what? Yeah. Listen.
1: Listen. 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 Here. Listen. <laughs> here's, here's what you need to know. <laughs> These are trying times. And she nothing makes a- it better than the Commodore. <laughs> that was not what I was going to say. <laughs> you, you still have to have a sense of humor. Come on, cop shops, emergency rooms, battlefields. People joke, A little chuckle. Now you you have a deep breath, and now you got a little more energy to do what you need to do. I'm with you, Michael. Well played, sir. Thank well you. played. Uh, so the the these sorts of things are getting a
0: lot of attention. What we're about to play, um, it's cops joining with protesters. Various cities across the country. This is actually a sheriff in um, uh, Michigan.
1: The only reason we're here is to make sure that you got a voice. That's it. There we go. Don't <laughs> think for a second. Don't think for a second that he represents who these cops are from all over the county and around this nation. We go out there to help people, not do that nonsense. There we go. I just want to tell you. Where's, where's my man? Right there. Where's the where's the gentleman? Oh, I think he took a- off. Okay. Yeah, my well, man. A- Hawkins. I'm just going to tell you. We want to be with y'all for real. So I took the helmet off and laid the batons down. Yeah. I want to make this a parade, not a protest. You got little ones here, you got dogs, so what's up? So listen, I'm just telling you, these cops love you. That cop over here hugs people, so you tell us what you need to
0: do. We should all hate the uh, the evildoers even more, the people that are creating more chaos out of this. Right. When you hear something like that.
1: Right. Was that uh, Flint, Michigan? Is that right? Yes. Yes. Okay. And then you had uh, activists, protesters, call them whatever you want, black folks in North Philadelphia <clears throat> banding together. And preventing anybody from sacking their local Target store. Saying, no, 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 we shop here. This is, this is our neighborhood. You don't torch our neighborhood. Go away. And they physically prevented the looters and scumbags from, from looting and torching their local Target store. There's a lot of goodness going around. And there's, there are plenty of us who could engage in a conversation, a rational conversation, which recognizes, you know, all of the truths involved. The, the rough time a lot of black folks have had at the hands of bad cops through the years. Um, the, the, all the good cops out there who say, I hate the bad cops, too. The recognition, we've got to somehow get to the point where if, if one guy goes off like the, the, the cop in Minneapolis, the other three say, get the hell off of him. Yeah, we need to make progress. But most of us, I think, could get together and talk about it. Then you got people smashing and burning.
0: And because of that, you have curfews in Beverly Hills in Santa Monica, California, that start at 1 o'clock today. I've never heard of a curfew starting at 1 in the afternoon.
1: What if I have a Botox uh, appointment at one fifteen?
0: But stores on Rodeo Drive, where windows were smashed, stuff was stolen. Those are people with a lot of money and a lot of heft. So, I got an early curfew.
1: That's too bad. I was going to get me some of those uh, like flop-over-the-top suede boots. Like I'm some Robin Hood character, and I was going to wear those down the street with my shorts.
0: And if they cost less than $4,000, I won't put them
1: on my feet. What are they, used? Exactly. I'll I'll walk through West Hollywood in my shorts and flop over boots. And needless to say, a tank top.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think you can't, as a country, let people deface your national monuments the way they did with some of the... Was it Lincoln Memorial, Washington Memorial, or the the Washington (laughs) Monument uh, Mm -hmm. that's spray-painted with various stuff? I don't think he can do that for a variety of reasons. First of all, it puts it in the category of this is something you can do. Yeah. And will be done more in the future. And uh, the way it's going to be used in China and Russia, and I guarantee Iran, because I was just reading about it earlier, they'll have that on their evening news tonight to show you how America is falling apart. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep, because everybody around the world recognizes those monuments, and them being spray painted uh, by protesters just shows you. Oh well, that that country is you know clearly past its prime. You just can't allow that to happen. Mm-hmm. I understand the whole you got to let people vent or it actually gets worse thing, but uh, boy, I just think that's a line you can't allow people to cross. I'm surprised they did.
1: Yeah, you know it's interesting. I'm of, of a couple of minds on this. I know the policy in a lot of cities was the spray cans will will ignore because we can clean that stuff off. Oh, uh, when you start bringing out the hammers and the chisels, we're gonna take care of you. We're gonna take you out. Um, you know, the the venting of grievances against the government is is something sacred. Obviously, um, I hate it. Don't get me wrong. I'm disgusted by it. I can't imagine the person who would do it. I hate it, and I want them cleaned off immediately. But I don't know how far you, you're going to go.
0: Especially my, especially since it might have been Russians or Chinese
1: operatives anyway. No, oh, wait a minute. Yeah, I mean, if you... You know, I have a feeling once I sized up the people who were doing it, although some of the righteous protesters who are just, their anger is whipped up and the rest of it, they're going over some lines. And those people I don't want grouped with, A, the people who set fire to St. John's uh, Church there in D.C., the historic church. Um, the people spray painting, I don't think are those people. And the people we mentioned this earlier, double parked on Market Street in San Francisco. Trucks and vans double parked so their uh, confederates could run in and out of the stores and more effectively loot and load up the vans. Those are not protesters. Those really anti-double parking. Well, number one, it's who do you think you are? Number two, you're obviously a criminal gang. It's the same smash-and-grab gangs that have gone out all across uh, California and and robbing innocent
0: people. On that topic, we just got this text. I've been following the riots on Twitter in great detail from people on the ground. Laura Logan tweeted last night that there are plane loads of people from out of town deciding on riot-torn cities. She lives in Texas, I believe. Mm -hmm. It would be interesting to find out who bought their tickets. People in Texas were reporting armies of cars with California license plates suddenly showing up and parking in residential areas just outside the rioting. California license plates in Texas. What is going on
1: there? Well, maybe it's just people tired of California moving to Texas. It might be a coincidence, because there's a hell of a lot of that going on. But There's, yeah, there's
0: more to be learned about the organization of some of this
1: stuff. Oh, yeah. Trump administration says they're going to be looking into it seriously, too. Armstrong and Getty.